Welcome to Minimum Viable Podcast, a podcast about business, technology, entrepreneurship, and marketing. This is episode 24, From Vision to Creation. And now your co-hosts, Phil McNevin and Brian Sattler. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Minimum Viable Podcast. Today we are talking with Julie Don and Juliana Garcia, the co-founders of Vision to Creation, an online program designed to help women entrepreneurs get started. I've really gotten to know these ladies that we've been developing the course for Successful Start School. And let me tell you, they are tremendously gifted when it comes to helping people break out of their comfort zone and create lives full of passion and excitement. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Thank you for having us. Hey, yeah, it's great to be here. So I think one of the things I really like to get started with, with uh, Brian and I would really like to know is how did you actually get started in entrepreneurship? What was the the personal journeys that each of you had had gone through uh, in order to get where you're at today? Yeah, so this is Juliana, <laughs> and um, for me, the journey started just over a year ago when I um, started with uh, the foundation, and that was an online course um, that taught me how to build a software business from scratch. And before I even came across the foundation, I knew that I was so passionate about helping people and just wanting to build something on my own, but I was so stuck in my corporate job. and. I just didn't know if I was actually capable of running a business because it just sounded like such a big commitment. Um, And so, you know, I wanted to find someone that was a step ahead of me and that could tell me or could show me like a a framework or like a step-by-step process so I didn't have to figure everything out myself. So for me, that was really important to have guidance. And, and have community because that was one of a one of the things that really helped me succeed after I joined the foundation just having that community and people that really support you um, and 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 I mean the journey was just I couldn't have asked for a better course at the time um, because it really allowed me to learn so much about how to start a business from scratch um, and when I started my journey of entrepreneurship the one thing that was really really hard was finding the passion because the software wasn't um, what I was passionate about. So just when I thought that I had, you know, the business that I wanted to build is, I think Phil, we spoke just before I um, decided that I didn't want to go ahead with that idea. And it's because I wasn't passionate about it. So I discovered that entrepreneurship, it's not only a journey of learning how to create a business, but also really being passionate about what you're doing. That's awesome. And I, I, I remember uh, it was only a couple of weeks ago, I think, that we had both of you and and uh, both you and Julie, uh, Jolie on the podcast talking about passion and how important that was to uh, to building a business. And and like you said, you know, you went through that journey with uh, the software company that just didn't fuel you. And what did that feel like um, running that business that just didn't feel like it was aligned with your purpose? It felt like I was back at my corporate job, just feeling really trapped and feeling like I had so much to give, but just that business wasn't highlighting my my skills and, and my, my gifts. And I really felt like I 
didn't have it in me at times. I just, like I knew I had it in me, but I just didn't know how I was going to be able to find that opportunity that would highlight what I was really great at and what I really loved. So I felt like I couldn't get out of bed every morning. I felt like my business was just running me, you know, like I was feeding it more than it was feeding me by far. <laughs> um, and I felt, I, felt, I felt really discouraged because at that point, you know, I had already taken the step to entrepreneurship and I thought that that was going to be it, you know, that you make it the first time and you get it right the first time. And then when I realized that, you know, you just have to go through a cup, like a journey of discovering what you're passionate about, I, it was, it was really tough. You know, it was really tough to, to feel like I didn't know what the direction was. So for me, it was, it was incredibly relieving to find, to let go of that. And that was hard to let go of that idea and just really focus on something that I really loved and that people needed. So it was, it was a different feelings, but it was a lot of frustration when I was stuck. Right. I remember a, a quote from Steve Jobs where he talked about, um, this is one of the final quotes that he said shortly, like while he was on medical leave. And he said, marketing is about values. It's a very complicated world. It's a very noisy world. We're not going to get a chance for people to remember a lot about us. No company is. So we really have to be clear about what they want them to know about us. Our customers want to know what we stand for. Mm. What we're about is not making boxes for people to get their jobs done, although we do that very well. Apple is more than that. We believe that people with passion can change the world for the better. So I think that that's really a powerful statement to say that people with passion can change the world. Yeah, that is exactly what has gotten me to keep pushing and really find something that it's going to change the world in a sense that, well, it's going to, if it changes one life, you know, and if, if it just starts that process of inspiring people to find their own passion and at the same time also learn all the business stuff, you know, it's a combination. You, you can't just have only passion or only um, focusing on money and on business. There, it needs to be a combination of things that will keep you, that is sustainable. So I love that quote. It's awesome. Yeah, we should put that on the on the website, Brian. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, amazing. I think it's I think it's great, and you know, I've I've learned I had to learn the hard way a couple of times not to follow uh, the money, <laughs> and so you know sometimes you you see that and you're like, oh well, my life could become so much greater if I were to take this position where I would make all of this money, and the problem is that the focus becomes inward as opposed to outward and external and helping other people. And, um, you know, I think, we, well, yeah, we have had this conversation before, Phil, in previous conversations where it's kind of like, um, you know, the person who's always trying to uh, serve their own needs and um, accomplish uh, things that will make them feel happy, especially when it comes to material, uh, you know, so-called so happiness, uh, they end up not being happy. They are not satisfied, and it's because they're not helping other people. And the greatest satisfaction that uh, I'm sure we can all agree that we've found is when we are helping others, we're contributing to the world and making the world a better place. And like Juliana said, even if it's just one person, that's still an impact. Mm. 
Yeah, for sure. Did you did you any of you see that comment or comic that I posted on Facebook like a week ago or or so? Um, I have to give credit to my friend Giovanni Cavallari for posting this on his timeline. Uh, it was basically like in the comic, there's a a guy talking to a bunch of other people, and he posed the question: um, If money weren't involved, what would you do? Like, if you didn't have to worry about making money, what would you do? And um, one of the girls, like, it showed one particular student where it showed her riding horses. Like, she loves horses. She wants to just ride horses all the time. And then further down in the comic, it showed uh, an image of her with a, a ranch teaching children how to ride horses. And I thought that was really cool. Like, that's a really good exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. I actually just went on your Facebook and I opened it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check it out. It's it's a really cool comic. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. Jolie, what was your? Because you and I had talked about this, and I've I've heard some of your your stuff, and I edited some of your videos. But I'd love for the audience to hear what your story was, um, like where you started and how you got to where you're at, and what your journey to entrepreneurship was. Sure. Yeah. Hello, everyone. This is Jolie. And my journey started in college. So I was in college just a few years after the 2008 recession. And there was this huge scarcity conversation going on in all of my classes. Like, you got to get in line to get a job. You have to have this kind of resume. You have to be the certain type of person. And it was just like... There was so much conversation around what wasn't working in the market and how hard it was going to be to get a job. And I just thought to myself, there has to be another way. And I was learning from my boss at the time. Um, he had multiple businesses. And I was like, I just want to start a business. So I jumped in. I started my first business in college in the beauty space. You know, made the, the rookie mistake of not asking anybody else if they thought my business was cool. I thought it was cool. <laughs> but the important thing was that I realized that entrepreneurship was just going to be my path. I knew that I wanted to be a self-starter, a leader, and a creator. Um, and then just after college, I was I got back into a corporate job because I just I didn't know how I could make it work as an entrepreneur. And then left that corporate job to do entrepreneurship again, this time when I started my coaching company and my events and my retreats. Um, but really, my entrepreneurship journey started when I was in this inquiry of just how can I do it differently? What can I create that's not being created already? So that was that was the, the questions I was, I was in when I was creating from the start. And you, you uh, last time we talked about this, you actually had a pretty cool job. Um, before you quit the second time. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about that because I know that some people are thinking like, you know, maybe it's not so bad where I'm at. Or I know for me, I had a job that was really awesome. Like I was working for Evan Pagan, one of the top marketers in the world, but I still felt called to do a, a business, like to follow this other mission that I had. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear about that because it was a, you said it was a pretty cool job that people thought you were crazy for the <laughs> it's so true Phil yeah I had what many people would see as a dream job I worked um, I got my real estate investment license or my broker's license because I knew I was good at sales I knew I wanted to work with people 
So I was working at this real estate investment company that for a young multimillionaire, and our office was in a like a beach mansion estate. So I worked from this beautiful estate with an ocean view. I left every day to do yoga. I was on salary. It was like really laid back, really fun job. And I still found myself asking myself just what? What do I really want to be talking about? What do I really want to do? Talking about real estate is kind of cool, but I want to talk about something else that makes me feel really on purpose. That's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, that, that's got to be a hard, you know, jump. And I mean, we, we even had the previous episode where we talked about, like, you know, making the leap into entrepreneurship. And it's definitely not a, a easy decision, especially when you're, you're comfortable. You have all this money coming in monthly. You know what you're going to make every month. You've got benefits and all this good stuff. And you can do yoga, like you were saying. <laughs> um, but so... That that can be an obstacle to some people, though. I mean, well, to many people, I would say, is like you know, letting go of that fear and just making that leap. So, I mean, what did you do, or how did you approach that? Well, you know, my my path is really quite similar to Juliana's in that I got into a course, I got into a structure and a in a system. Um, this was through the company called the Landmark Forum, where they have a course called the Self Expression and Leadership Program, and you take on a project. So when I was working at my job, I took on this project and my idea was to host an event for young women to explore what it is like to live a life on purpose. And when I hosted that first event, I realized, yes, this is my calling. This is what flows naturally for me. This is what I'm really good at. I have to make the leap and, uh, and really just follow what my heart is telling me to do. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. So, um, you guys, weren't both in the foundation, you both went different way, uh, you know, kind of different um, uh, paths as far as like the, the courses you took, but you still ended up in the same direction, I mean, doing kind of the same thing, and now you're working together. Yeah, it's been a crazy ride, and um, I just wanted to also mention that you know, I was in Australia when I first started um, my journey in entrepreneurship, and most people in Australia don't even think about creating a business because they get paid so well there. So when I decided that I wanted to start my own business, I had a job that was paying me well as well. And, you know, it was a marketing position. I was studying marketing. It was the perfect role. And, you know, it, it was really funny seeing how people were like, but why would you bother, you know, creating something that's going to, it's going to be hard. And so also one of the things that I got, I got myself into was just like the, the mentality of, well, I know money, it's not everything for me, you know, and, mm -hmm. and really pushing myself to explore what else is there. Because when you push yourself outside of the money situation, like you grow so much as a person. So entrepreneurship is not only about the business, but it's really about yourself and how much you grow. Um, and, and Jolie and I had, had that in common when we met. We had, you know, everything about our previous uh, jobs and our experiences as entrepreneurs, but then when we got together, we saw the need of of women that they didn't really have the direction to create their own businesses, and they felt like they weren't capable enough. And we had seen it in different in different ways. So even though we came from very different backgrounds and countries, we did take uh, a course that gave us direction, and we felt um, we found the same problem in the market. So it was really interesting seeing another girl that 
was willing to play so big and just was willing to change the world. Um, and it was just really awesome to be able to find like your other half on the other side of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pretty amazing story for you guys both to come from totally different places and just have kind of like that, um, that the same uh, passion and drive to help you know, women and, and solve that, so that problem that people are facing. You know, it kind of reminds uh, me of uh, one of uh, Phil and I's, uh, our friend, uh, Arman Asadi, who, he, uh, he used to work at Google and then decided that uh, that, you know, wasn't everything he wanted to do. It wasn't as, you know, fulfilling as he thought it was going to be, even though he was making tons of money. And uh, so he ended up starting, you know, his own, uh, you know, journey to becoming an entrepreneur. And now that's all he does and just helps other people find freedom in, in entrepreneurship. And and for those of you who are listening who haven't heard his story, it's awesome. You should check <laughs> it back. It's on the website on uh, minimumviablepodcast.com. You can find the episode. It's a tremendous story. There, there's actually something that you guys talked about that kind of rang a bell in my head. Um, you know, you, you said, you know, money isn't everything. And one of the things that it brought up for me was I noticed that when entrepreneurs are making decisions from a place of desperation like they're not making sales and they get really desperate they start making bad decisions for a lot for the most part and they start disintegrating the integrity of their business and so that's one pitfall that I find that most people will want to watch out for is you know having some patience um, and and really focusing on on that part of of you and that part that's really driving the business forward in terms of doing that thing that you're passionate about. Absolutely. It's, it's so important to, to come from a space of, you know, feeling abundance. And this is why we, in our course, we advise women not to make any rash decisions. Don't quit your job right away. Don't put yourself into that position of desperation because you don't want to come to a point where you have to make those decisions like turning back to another job because you ran out of money so I, I definitely think that's something impor very important to look at is to come from a space of abundance instead of lack. For sure. I know, I know that, that was the same way that I, I approached it because when I started this business, um, I wanted to be in a good financial standing. And I still, like, as I built up my businesses, I had uh, contract work. I, I felt fully abundant in what I was doing, and I never had to worry about that desperation. I've been there before. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there before and I've made a lot of bad mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I um, I had an interesting journey with the foundation because I quit my job because I thought that I was going to have a software business that was making money after six months. That's how I signed up. <laughs> so I signed up with that idea and then as I went, you know, the months went on, I realized that oh, okay, this software business is not going to make money for a little while. <laughs> so I wasn't I, I, I wasn't used to the idea of not having money coming in like every month or every week and I did put myself in a really hard position where I you know I was doing marketing consulting um, and I was just pushing pushing myself to do things that I never done before but before I decided to do marketing consulting it got to a point where I went to the grocery store and like I went to pay and I had all the groceries packed and I couldn't even pay for food. It was that it was that bad. 
And, you know, at that point I went back to my house and I was like crying, just thinking like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, this is getting, this is real. And what really helped me at that point was the love of the community that I had at that time and my friends that understood where I was at, they were connecting me with people that, you know, were they needed help with their businesses. And that's how I started getting a little bit more money. And that's how I started doing the marketing consulting stuff. And but it, it really helped me getting into a space of not feeling that the desperation. It was like feeling the fear, but not letting it take over. Because when we let that fear take over, we don't see any other options. And people can feel when you're desperate. People can feel that energy. So it's really important that even if we are down to that to the wire and down to nothing, it's really important to not let it affect. Um, how you come across and how you how you feel, and and it's it's hard, you know. It's not it's it's, easy to, it's easier said than done, but you know it's something that you have to master also as an entrepreneur if you put yourself in a position like that. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good point because it's not that you can't be in a position of of desperation. Sometimes that can really fuel the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like what you said, and that's it's. <laughs> not letting that desperation or fear control your actions and and drive the direction that you go in. Totally. Absolutely. So what what were the the biggest obstacles that you had to personally overcome um, in the beginning? Like as you were getting started, you know, you were getting fired up about uh, wanting to do your own thing. You were getting this feeling, and I know we've had it, where it's like, this isn't really what I want. Is this all to life there is? Um, And you got that inkling that you wanted to be an entrepreneur. What were the biggest obstacles for you? I'll speak to this. This is Jolie. Um, One of the things I had to get really comfortable with was the idea of uncertainty. And just like we're all talking about, like not knowing where the money is coming in from, not knowing where your next paying customer is coming from, being okay with the uncertainty and still acting anyway, which can be so huge for people. This is what stops so many people. This is what I've seen in my clients is when we get to that point of just not knowing how things are going to work out, that's when you go job hunting or take the, the, the low-hanging fruit of the, of the job that's around you. So for me, uh, I had to get really comfortable with being okay with not knowing where maybe next month's rent was coming from and still act with certainty and being sure of myself. So this was like getting on the phone with customers, getting used to selling, putting myself out there, and really becoming quite good at being somebody to to whom people say yes to. Because if you can be enrolling enough in what you're up to and sure enough and become that leader and that expert, then people are going to naturally... Um, be drawn to you and want what you have. So those were the two things for me is, is really mastering the art of selling and mastering the art of being enrolling and being okay with uncertainty. What about you, Jolie? What were, what were the biggest obstacles like you had talked about? Um, well, you, you moved across the ocean. <laughs> oh, you mean Juliana, right? <laughs> yeah, sorry, Juliana. I, yeah. Yeah. Juliana, what was the the biggest uh, obstacles for you? I mean, you know, you moved across the world. Yeah, <laughs> again for the second time. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, um, you know, I 
for me, it was the support. I was in Australia, and my friends just didn't quite understand what it was like. What I was talking about when when you when you talk about being an entrepreneur, they jobs there are awesome, you know, like why would you worry about creating a business and staying in all weekend when you can just make a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars a week and just have fun and travel, you know, and I, that was my life for, you know, eight, like seven years that I was there and when I kept asking myself that question, like is this it, I just, my body just like went, oh no, there's something else and having the community and the people that believed in me and they all happened just to be here in America. Um, how I got connected with the people from the foundation, you know, that support, it just felt like a love that I have never experienced before. It just felt like the world of possibilities just opened up to a whole new different level. And so the hardest part for me was finding that support in Australia. Um, and I had lots of friends, but it's just really different when you're when you go through all the ups and downs as an entrepreneur. You really need to find people that get you and get that um, that you know, you might be a roller coaster of emotions in one day. And not just because you're a woman, but, you know, guys also go through all those emotions as entrepreneurs. Um, so I actually came here to do a speech for the foundation event. And I had my ticket to go back two months later. You know, I just, I never went back. Like, I was meant to go back to Australia and just continue on with my life. And, and you know, like, my life just completely changed when I got here. And I felt that love and I felt like the opportunities and, and, and just, it was a no-brainer for me to stay because it was no longer about the money and not knowing what it was going to happen. It was just about how I felt, um, the contribution that I felt that I was here. And so for me, that was huge, feeling like I was part of a tribe, feeling like I'll have the support that completely changed my life. That's a really good point. I mean, Brian, you and I had talked about this a couple of episodes ago about the importance of community in being an entrepreneur. And, you know, we never really talked about this on that episode, but you moved from Michigan to California to the Silicon Valley. <laughs> That's got to be a, a big difference when yeah. it comes to the community that you were involved in. Yeah, I think that, you know, having people that are like-minded, um, like Juliana was saying, is so important because, um, you know, they understand where you're at and they have similar motivations and goals. And so being around people like that, especially people that have, that are passionate about what they're doing, like they can get totally lost in uh, talking about, you know, about, you know, what you're doing and what they're passionate about. Um, and like I'll sit here and talk with people about business, you know, cloud computing and UX and stuff for like mm. three or four hours, and they totally get lost in it because that's just what they love doing. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's you know, you know, not having that can be uh, an obstacle or um, something that would stop you know both men and women from starting a business. You know, because if you don't have people like that around you, it's it's just like you have to you have to build up yourself with all of that energy and excitement all the time and that's kind of hard to do and that's why having a community and a tribe you know to be a part of is so important because it's like there's this proverb that says that two are better than one because if one falls down the other can lift them up and you know there are these times in life where it's just like especially in in business and and anything that any project you're doing, whether it's you have a full-time job and you have a side project or you're doing, you're an entrepreneur full-time, which is even harder. Um, 
you know, and so having that person to be to come, you know, just talk about something and and spark that uh, that you know excitement in you again about a certain topic will get you going, and then a lot of times you have new new and fresh ideas on how to solve problems for people. Yeah, and tribe is. I mean, there's a lot of people who wrote books about tribe, like Seth Godin, um, Dave Logan. It's such an important topic. It's such an important part of being. Uh, an entrepreneur and and like the foundation was an awesome tribe and you got in with really good people Juliana <laughs> and and I know like Jolie too like the landmark I've heard so many people rave about that and and just the community that comes out of it is phenomenal from what I've heard I've never actually been through that program personally um, but I know I know that there's going to be some people who are listening to this who are asking well what if you know like Juliana I'm stuck in a place where there's not a whole lot of entrepreneurs, um, mm-hmm. where I feel kind of isolated. And I guess I, I I can answer that in the sense that you know I'm I'm in a place where um, if there are and I know there are entrepreneurs where I live in Prince Edward Island, but they're they're hard to come by. I mean we we live on an island. It's very relaxed. People like to chill. They like to party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's it's it's hard to come across that that those people who are, you know, just going after it and marketing and like all that stuff. It's, it's, it's tough. Um, and I'm not in a, a position with the, like you, Juliana, you know, I've got a, I've got a wife and kids and, you know, grandparents who babysit, which I find it hard to leave. <laughs> this right. Um, and yeah, it's, it's not a situation where I can, I can leave. And, and a lot of people who, are listening to this may be able to relate, but I think it's it's still very possible for you to find that community, to find that tribe. You just have to go out there and look, and um, that's what I did. You know, I've, I'm connected with people all over the world, like you know the two of you, Julia, Juliana, who are in San Diego, Brian, you're in Silicon Valley. Um, all the people who have been on this podcast are really great friends who are all over the world, um, England, Holland. Who else, Brian? There's a lot of places that we've. Uh, wow. To. Yeah, even Romania. Um, Romania, yeah. <laughs> Italy, Italy as another Italy. one. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's like everywhere, man. <laughs> the world has been compacted so much with Facebook and with uh, you know a lot of different websites and forums and things like that. And I mean, if you can't find anybody, if you're listening to this and you you still have no idea. Um, what kind of a tribe you want to get into, just reach out to Brian or I and we'll we'll hook you up. We'll get you involved in some sort of community. Yeah, and um, you know something that really, just looking back now about community, what helped me and how I got connected, um, I, you know, I joined this course, like the, the foundation, which was an online course, and everyone was working towards a, a similar goal. So when you have a group of people that are wanting to achieve the same goal and you go through the same obstacles at, uh, at you know, uh, at around the same time, um, you know, it's it really helps you connect with them on a different level, like on a personal level, because you are aiming to achieve something similar so for us it was you know like a whole journey and it, you already have something in common with them you have something to talk about and you help each other so 
you know, that's another reason why for us uh, with Vision to Creation, one of the biggest things is to replicate that that sense of community and that passion for women to get out there and have a tribe that they can come to and they can feel like we get them, you know, because no one, not only we have been where they are, but we understand what they are going to go through and we have other women that are going to be there with them. Um, so it's really about creating tribe, I've realized, um, not only if you don't have a tribe, start creating one. And if you want to join a tribe, find people that are going to have this, that are working towards something similar that you want to also achieve. Love it. Such a good piece of advice. Yeah. Hey, ladies, <laughs> um, I, have a, I have a question, uh, ladies. So could either, uh, either one of you. So speak, going back to kind of the talk, uh, conversation of getting started, right, since we're talking about this course, you guys, this awesome course you're building for Successful Start School, right? It's all about getting started. Um, so one of the things that a lot of people kind of have a hard time with is, is uh, choosing how to become an entrepreneur um, and what that really means to them. And um, so I know, you know, there's definitely the group of people who uh, – just go full board and then they, you know, leave their job eventually and so forth. There's some people actually work and then do um, have um, their business is a little bit different. Sometimes they create content, like they'll create courses or videos and they become a thought leader. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and sometimes they write books and so forth. And so, you know, some people, uh, especially Peter Thiel, uh, from, which was one of the founders of PayPal and now is like a pretty big guy over here in Silicon Valley uh, when it comes to investment. Um, he talks about, uh, in the startup school they did at Stanford, um, you know, people becoming, uh, you know, being entrepreneurs um, inside of startup uh, companies and, um, and those people becoming, uh, you know, using the opportunity as a catalyst for them. Um, so in the future, uh, you know, they can obviously launch your own business, but uh, in the interim, it gives them kind of like this, this um, opportunity to begin to be seen as a thought leader. So they could, you know, create content uh, like books and courses like you guys are doing um, as kind of a, a, a way for them to get started in the interim while they're building up and growing. And, you know, eventually uh, they'll have both, uh, a name, you know, made for themselves, and they'll also have, uh, you know, you know, got started. And so, what do you what do you think about taking that approach too? I think that's what you're speaking to is so important. I think we all could embrace the entrepreneur inside of us, whether we're in a job and looking to lead a project or just start something new, or to just think creatively outside of the box, mm -hmm. or if we're not in a job to embody the entrepreneur and I think in the beginning of the question you you kind of asked the how how does one kind of spark the entrepreneur inside of them and Julian and I love this when we when we're in the inquiry of what makes an entrepreneur what what is what needs to happen we really saw this as the mindset and the inner game which is why in our course the first third of it is all about the mindset of an entrepreneur and there are things that, you know, go on in an internal bat battle when you're starting your business. And just to call myself out right now, when I was first starting, 
the question coming up all the time is, are people going to want what I have? If I, if I host an event or a retreat, are people going to actually come? And I think this is something that a lot of people face in the beginning is this questioning of themselves. Are people going to buy my thing? Are people going to like it? Are people going to respect me and think that I'm the authority or that I'm the expert? Can I actually lead people? And so this is where we have to go inside you know, the inner game and start looking at building the building your your faith in your own expertise, really owning it, owning the confidence piece, owning the charisma, owning the sales, and really get really crystal clear on what fears are holding you back. So if you're asking about the how of entrepreneurship, I would really invite people to look within them and look within their mindset and are they creating themselves to be that entrepreneur. Wow, that was a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> left us speechless. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like the for me, what comes up when I think of the how, it's almost scary to think of, oh, how am I going to work it all out? And so what I also learned in, in, in that's inside of the mindset is that we don't always have to know all the answers. Because in entrepreneurship, there's a lot of things that come and go very fast, and sometimes things don't work out the way we plan them. So it's really important to get comfortable just really trusting the process and just knowing that you choose entrepreneurship to grow as a human, grow as a person, like explore yourself. It's not about the business only, you know. As entrepreneurs, we create so many different businesses in our journey that really what's always there is our growth and how we show up. As, as people in service and not knowing all the answers it's it's a great thing it's a great thing for us to go and figure it out and go and, con and connect with people that might know all the other answers because that pushes you to grow in ways that you never thought you could so not knowing the how is actually a blessing in disguise because that's what's going to teach you about yourself things that you never thought that you could do and that's how the journey has been for me I didn't think I was able to do crazy things that I have had. To, I mean, right now, we, Jolie and I, we have to wear like 16 different hats in this business. Like we're the copywriters, we're the affiliate, affiliate managers. Then we do um, so many things that we just didn't even think that we were capable of, but it's because we put ourselves in that position of, okay, we'll figure out the how later. Yeah. You know, it's funny because it's like, it reminds me of uh, the uh, lean startup or the, the lean methodology, right, which has got three parts to it, which is build, measure, and learn. And a lot of people think that, like, that only applies to creating a business or software development, but that's not true. I mean, it applies to your life. It's like, you know, you have to do, you have to experiment, you have to try things, and you, you see what, you know, what's working. You evaluate it, you evaluate yourself, and evaluate the things that you, um, the assumptions that you previously made um, about yourself, about your business, and so forth, and then you learn from it, and you get better, and you just keep repeating that process over and over again. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. it's totally true. Like, that's that's a, a universal method to mm -hmm. learning and growing, whether it's it's dating relationships or it's parenting or it's building a business. That's that's probably one of the best ways to do it. <laughs> this is totally yeah. off topic, but I was just thinking in my head, I wonder how you could split test dating. <laughs> <laughs> I love how your brain works. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, yeah. 
That I, was funny because I heard somebody talking about the the other day. It was uh, it was a, a, some guy I met here, and he was talking about how he um, he looks at dating like A/B testing. <laughs> <laughs> and so he'll just like try out different approaches when he's talking to girls and see like, does this work or does that work? <laughs> <laughs> the measure. Yeah. I have a spreadsheet at home and track everything. <laughs> 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 oh my god, you guys, I love this. <laughs> never heard conversations that we have. You're like, does a purple does a purple shirt work or is a pink one better? <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't told you guys this yet, but I am writing a book on dating and business and how they listen. <laughs> um, there, there's something really important that you brought up that I want to forget about, Juliana. That you said most of us as entrepreneurs write multiple or um uh create multiple businesses. Yes. And I think that that brings up another obstacle that I think a lot of people run up against is when they start exploring this question of what is my passion or what's my dream or what's my mission. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are stuck in this mindset that um whatever this thing is has to be my thing for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that is not true. Uh, or at least I, I believe it not to be true. It's, it's something that what is my dream right now? Right. And, you know, that's really funny because our brains have been wired and trained since we, since the history of getting to the point of getting a job and you know when you finish high school we have to pick one thing to do right we've been trained just to pick one thing and that's our career forever so it's not really anyone's fault it's not our fault it's just the way that the world now works you pick one thing and then you run with it there's no like okay that doesn't work and you do something else it's like Mm. oh you gotta stick to it you know that's your career forever and it's really not the way it is imagine your life just being the same over and over again Um, so you know, when I when I got when I got started, I was like, oh, this needs to be it. You know, I don't want to let go of my property management software because this is my way to get started in business. And I didn't see that my purpose and what I was interested in, what I was passionate about, and what I was getting good at was constantly changing. So and so were the opportunities around me. So it was awesome to know that it wasn't a failure. It was like a learning experience. So when you remove the failure out of the equation, out of the the equation, then you're left with just a, a bunch of knowledge and experience that you can use for your next adventure and your next business and your next, um, yeah, just your next learning experience. So we don't, we're just, this is just the way our brains work because we like safety and we like certainty and we like knowing that something's going to work and our brains are just trying to protect us from like the unknown. And because we, when we end something, we don't know what's next. Um, but the, what I've told myself and what I've learned is that there's always something more. And there's always something that I'm going to feel more comfortable with and that is going to work for me. And there's no lack of business ideas because there's so many problems out in the world that if only we just ask the right questions, we'll find an answer to any business idea. So that's kind of where I've gotten, I've gotten to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's so true. I mean, there there are going to be those people who are like the Steve Jobs, where you know they create a company when they're young, and and that's their company for life, basically. Um, but then there's going to be people like 
the Neil Patels. You know, they've got Crazy Egg, they've got Kiss Metrics, they've got Quick Sprout. I mean, there's a ton of different things that they get involved in. And I think that not having that constraint around us or not subjecting ourselves to that, like, myth, um, I think can be really freeing for people that, you know, we can pursue something and, and this doesn't necessarily have to be it. It could be, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Yeah. Yeah, even even Neil Patel, I mean, when he first got started, you know, guys, I don't know if you know, but you know, he basically almost bankrupted himself. <laughs> you know, he has like he has this blog post that talks about his million dollar mistake. And uh he talks about when he started this consulting service uh uh when he was younger and totally screwed up. <laughs> I mean, you know, he just had a complete you know flop with that business um, and you know if he were to think wow this is it like this is all I can do and this is the only business I'm gonna have and also allow himself to be crushed under the weight of that failure then he would have never ever started crazy egg or quick sprout or any of these other brilliant businesses that he's done and now I mean he's making millions and, and doing great and um, was a very successful entrepreneur, because not only because of the money, but because of all of the people that he helps um, with, uh, you know, their businesses and, and growing their companies and, you know, managing um, their websites and so forth. I mean, so he's done, you know, he went through that, and thankfully he didn't stop after that failure. Yeah, exactly. And they say they say like you know, 9 out of 10 businesses or 8 out of 10 businesses fail. And um, my my thought is, you know, stack the odds in your favor. Start 10 businesses because then two of them are going to be Totally. <laughs> you know, I, I also feel too, I, I don't know about you, but I, I really like the the word abundance that was, we were kicking around earlier because I think that that's, so important having that abundance mentality. I know both you ladies totally believe in that, and you know having having that will h allow you to get through some of those challenging times, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's helped us. <laughs> this, so is, this is a word that's like all over our house. It's on our vision boards. It's just the idea of abundance, <laughs> that there's never a lack of anything. There's never a lack of a business idea or support or opportunity out there. You just have to be willing to see it. And then this mm -hmm. comes down to the conversation around receiving. Are you willing to receive all of the opportunity around you? Are you willing to receive abundance? And um, and I know for me, when I think of, you know, we're, we're in an abundant world with an abundant opportunity to, to move forward in businesses, that just feels like the truth to me. That feels really light. And when people talk about scarcity conversation, that we're in an economic recession, that it's really hard to do something, it's just... That's not the that's not the version of this world that I choose to put my all of my faith into. Yeah, there's there's people that talk about abundance. Like everybody that I've talked to who are entrepreneurs have this abundant mindset, or at least the ones that I'm attracted to. Yeah. And <laughs> and it's the same thing with me. Like a, that mindset of abundance is probably one of the most important ones that changed my life. And I'm I'm curious because because it's so important and and it's almost as though people are hitting you over the head with it, but it's it's that important. Oh yeah. Um, 
<laughs> what do you can you remember like what program or what book or anything like that that you feel was the start of that mindset? Yeah, for me, and I think this is true for a lot of people, maybe like the year, the year was 2008 and I read The Secret. And I was, this just rang so true to me when I, when I heard the words that you get to create your reality, you actually get, by, by, you, by your thoughts, you get to call in what shows up in your experience. You, you really do get to be the creator. And this was so empowering for, for me at a time when I felt life was just coming at me instead of me creating my life. And at the word abundance and you think, I think comes up a lot in that book and just our willingness to tap into what's already there. And, and I know for Juliana, the same, the same author, right? The yeah, magic. That, that book uh, just changed me as well. I read them the secret. And then I read another book called the magic, which is by the same author. And it's just like a more um, in depth version of the secret. And it just gives you, um, 28 chapters and you have like 28 things to do throughout the month and you essentially your life becomes more abundant and I seriously did that for like three months and everything that I wrote down in like like in terms of what I wanted and coming from an abundant place everything started happening in my life like I got the job that I wanted and it sounds like really woo woo and crazy but it seriously works like I have no questions in my mind that having an abundant mindset will give you tangible abundance in your life. And whether it's not money, it's opportunities and it's people and it's doors, it's abundance in a different in different way. So that's this is a huge part of the course that we created as well. How to get into that abundant mindset. That's awesome. You know, I've I've read The Secret and I watched the movie because I think there's there's a movie, right? Yes. Yeah. So I watched that, and I and is I think there's a book called The Law of Attraction or something. Yes. The law. Yeah. Love of Attraction. I think it's just love. Yeah. Something like that. And and so <laughs> I read those books, and and for me, and th there may be some people out there like me, but I read it, and I was like, really? <laughs> well, <not> really? <laughs> and, and yeah, it was it was funny because well, I mean, I'm I'm naturally a positive person, and so I was just like, okay, well, maybe that's true. Um, but I was I was almost like testing. I'm like, okay, let's see if I can test this thing out. Um, so I, I read those books first. And I think the I would I would say that those would be the books that planted the seeds. Mm. Um, but for me, what really net like hammered it home. Um, I, I don't know if he has a particular program on this, but Evan working with Evan, um, I remember listening to a teleclass that I was recording for him, and he talked about. Um, collaboration versus competition yeah. and so many people in business these days like you know the, the capitalist mindset is compete be the best and you know it, it's it's like a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there it's shark versus shark it's it's um, so competitive the market's so competitive but listening to Evan on this tele this teleclass he was talking about collaboration so and, you know, he's doing a, a product, Jeff Walker's doing a product, Brendan Bouchard's doing a product, they're all the same, they all collaborate, everybody wins. Mm -hmm. yeah. And right. I was like, wow, that's a good way to look at business. It's, it's how can I 
partner with other people? How can I? How can we share the wealth? How can we share the abundance? And how do we? You know, this there's more than enough for everybody in this world. And you know, let's just all work together, and we all win. We all we all win. All of our customers win. It's it's great. And that was, I think, what really nailed it home for me. Yes, I love it. Such a win-win when we collaborate, for sure. Brian, you and I had talked about a book um, that was on your wish list. Oh, yeah. So I this came up because I've been, as a part of my, something we did last year, started last year, both you and I, and doing now, which is trying to read, like, one, you know, one book uh, every week, week and a half. And uh, part of that process is uh, using audible.com. And so uh, there's this awesome book that I found that I have on my wish list. I'm finishing another book right now called Design Thinking. But um, this one's called Abundance. And it's talk, uh, the title is Abundance, The Future is Better Than You Think. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. love this book. It makes me so excited that you're mentioning it. <laughs> yeah, so that's next on my list here, and uh, I'm really excited to read it because it just talks about, you know, everybody, everybody who's just so that has this pessimistic mentality and how, you know, that type of conversation is is totally unproductive, productive, and how, you know, being able to uh, to become an innovator and somebody who really creates something that improves other people's lives is you know, requires you to have this abundance mentality. Right, because the pessimist, we can, we can sit around all day and talk about how global warming is ruining the planet, or we can try on what we could actually do about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah, it all yeah. comes down to hope. Mm-hmm. I think hope is one of the most powerful mindsets. Mm. Yeah, it's so true. I mean... And, and, and real hope, too, right? So not false mm-hmm. hope, like, you know, gambling and going to casino and think you're winning. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, yes, because we know. all advocate gambling and spending all <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm just saying, like, people have this whole, like, slot machine mentality sometimes, right? Oh, like, it's so just, true. Um, you know, I'm going to start a business, and it doesn't matter if it's solving people's needs. I'm going to make some money, right? And, it, and it's just totally all about yourself. And so that's, like, that's a false hope. And so, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, maybe it'll happen. It's a one in a million thing. But, you know, I, yeah. I definitely agree. Like, you know, instead of, <laughs> complaining, of complaining about, you know, like global warming or some other problem, go find a solution. Go figure it out. Like, tackle the big problems. And instead of, you know, because what people tend to do is they're like, oh, that's too hard. Um, and so then they, it results in inaction. And mm-hmm. in, instead yeah, of having. Yeah, that's like the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I was just going to say, it's like the victim mindset. When mm-hmm. we victimize ourselves and, and think that everything happens to us rather than for us, you know, when um, we, we start thinking, oh, but that person, you know, is a competition, like what Phil was saying. They're competing against me, you know. They want to come after me or they don't want me to succeed. And so when we put it, when we put ourselves in that, you know, scarcity, scarcity mindset and just really feeling like the world's against us or like everything is, you know, coming to get us, that is that really projects in our reality and the way that we deal with life. So it's just putting yourself into that space of, of 
you know, dealing with things from a place of love, and really love is just what govern, like what is, is it just leads everything in in life when you really think about it. Um, and is it, even as a business owner, when you love your employees, when you love your business, that's why it's so important to really pick something that you're passionate about and work towards something that really gets you out of bed excited, um, because then you're gonna love it, and then you're gonna, no matter what happens, you're gonna feel inclined to to be a contribution to the world. Mm-hmm. There was this uh, there was this book that I read. Um, speaking of books and stuff, uh, I think it was called what was it called? I'm gonna look it up here really quick. Oh, here it is. So it's called The End of Stress uh, by John Joseph Goey. And in that book, they talked about like what you were saying, um, Juliana, that uh, fear and worry and all that stuff. Um, causes us a lot of undue stress causes us to put, like stop right in our tracks and it's a really powerful demotivator it can be a really powerful motivator too but I think a lot of us take the path of inaction because totally. of fear and I, I highly recommend that book um, the fear of stress it's phenomenal I had a lot of my mind exploding um, reading that book I mean it's it's a lot of stuff that they talk about in a lot of other books but I just Hearing that again is really good. And any of these books that we've talked about is available on Audible. Whoever's not, um, whoever's not familiar with Audible, it's a, uh, a service that provides uh, audiobooks that you can just download to your, your computer or your iPad or phone or anything like that and, uh, and listen to them. And it's a really great service. We've, we've partnered with them for the podcast. So if you want to get a free book, uh, your first free book, you can go to minimumviablepodcast.com forward slash free book and, and listen to any of these books that we've talked about. Yay. So what is it? I mean, we've talked about the entrepreneurial journey, what the obstacles were um, for you becoming an entrepreneur. And we've talked about this great course that we're working on together um, that's going to be released soon or depending on when you're listening to this, maybe it's out already. Uh, what are some of the key things that you've learned in this process as you've built this course? You wanna... <laughs> There's so many things, Phil. We both just looked at each other like, yes. So some key things that we've learned is, and I know for me specifically, is framework and systems are everything. And I think this is what Juliana is so brilliant at that my mind doesn't work as well in because in my coaching programs in the past, I had something called that was like the bliss project. We're just going to explore how to live a blissful life together. And in this particular program, creating a system and a structure for everyone to follow is just makes it so much easier to learn and so much easier to get results. And it's easier for people to know what they're getting so we've, we've put on creativity like I've never gotten to exercise before and building a structure and a system and a framework for everything, not only just the course, but if we're talking about fear of failure, not it being just some intangible concept, but what is a structure or what is a process we can take people through to uncover that fear or to transform that fear? And what do we do when we bump up against the fear of failure? So this has been pushing me in all new ways to build structures and systems and frameworks. And then because I've learned how to do this so well now over the past three months, and this is something that Juliana's just been really naturally brilliant at, 
we're teaching other people how they can do that in their businesses. So if you find a need in the marketplace, if you find something that people find painful enough to pay you for the solution for, how can you deliver a solution in the form of a framework or a structure uh, that becomes so much easier to sell, becomes so much more easy to communicate in your marketing, and people are actually going to get a tangible result, some outcomes that you promise can actually be fulfilled on. So even you guys at doing the foundation, if it was conceptual conversations around software businesses, it's a lot different than them actually taking you through a system that they created. This is step one, this is step two, this is step three. So that's been the edge for me, and it's been so incredible to go to be creating structures and frameworks for sure. Nice. I think that's so important. That's something that I've struggled with in the past because my mind, well, you've seen it, like my head just went to split testing dating. Um, <laughs> my <laughs> mind's kind of all over the place. Um, so that's, that is such a key thing. I learned that from Rob Scott, which I think you met him, Juliana, at, yeah, at that yeah, event. Definitely. He's he's an amazing, brilliant guy. And um, he really drilled it home for me too that that it's so important, and you're so right, Jolie, that that structure, because people can't follow what they don't have. And um, that was one of the things that I've, I've learned from going to a lot of live events was that one of the most frequently asked questions uh, to me was, what is the step-by-step -step to get that done? Yes. <laughs> I love step-by-step, -step, so that's probably why it's come really, really handy because I need a step-by-step -step when I when I need to complete a task. Like, I love it when people give me one, two, three, four, five, so I can just complete, 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 and then, like, get something done um, and then see a result. For me, it's really important to see what what am I, where am I starting and then where am I going. And I've realized that that's how people think, you know, well, not everybody, but most people um, feel more comfortable following a structure and a process rather than having to figure everything out themselves. Um, and so we are not specifically taking people through a rigid, like really, you know, hard to, you know, like a really rigid process. It's just really giving them the necessary steps for them to then go out and create their own thing. Um, because when you tell someone, hey, just go and find an idea and just do, um, just ask some questions, they'll be like, what, what, what do you mean? <laughs> like, give me some steps. So that has been helpful. And for me, the growth edge during this course has been definitely the, the copywriting. <laughs> um, sitting in front of a computer and, do, and just doing so many revisions of, of what we want to say and like wearing so many different hats. It's been so fun. Um, but also like the, the copywriting pieces, like I just want to get out there and like, and have the girls in the course and work with them one-on-one -on -one and, and hold their hand through the process for me sitting in front of a computer for too long and just writing the same thing that sounds really compelling and, and really feel getting the words really concise uh, for a promo video or sales copy. Um, I definitely feel like I've done a lot of growth in that in that space. So it's been fun, but definitely a few challenges. <laughs> oh, that's that's such a powerful thing. Um, actually, like it's it's one thing to learn copywriting, but to actually sit down and do it, it's two different <laughs> two different things. Um, yeah. Do you know Do you know Stanley Lee at all? Yeah. 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 yeah I do. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna actually praise him in this call 
and I know he listens because he was he was on one of our episodes, um, our live episode, and I actually want to thank him for a question that he asked me when him and I were going through the foundation back in what was it, 2012 or 2013, um, and he had asked me, like he said, I I read book A, B, C, D, E on copywriting. Um, what book should I read next to become a better copywriter? Mm-hmm. And I told yeah. him, put down the book and start writing copy. <laughs> <laughs> and Absolutely. I said that it's, it's one thing to learn how to drive a car in a driving class, but it's different to get behind the wheel and start driving yourself. Absolutely. And I think... I think that that's something that we all need to do when we're when we're learning um, something, whether it's copywriting, whether it's you know Facebook ads, whether it's um, you know even just like making green smoothies or you know learning how to kick flick a, uh, kick flip on a skateboard. It's mm-hmm. it's one thing to read about it, but to actually go do it, go through the motions, get that like muscle memory. I think is really important because that's what really comes. That's where the mastery comes. Yeah, and that really is where you when you overcome the fear of the failure when you just go out and do it, and that's really what we um, help our girls get out there and do is just is just start, get started, and just get something that you want to do and just run with it. It doesn't have to be perfect. They don't have to sit around thinking that it's a perfect idea. It's just get yourself in the in the position where you gotta finish it and and just do it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Action. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so good. I can't wait. This course is going to be awesome. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, we are so excited. We're We've so been, close. We're so close, and we're so excited just to have everybody, um, well, all the ladies just join and, and really get all the juiciness out of it because there's really nothing out there like our course. We have seen so many people that try to help you with the mindset, and they try to help you with, like, the inner game stuff, but then once you feel like you're a little bit transformed, they don't really help you build the business, and they don't help you with the business strategy. So the good thing about um, the partnership with Jolie is that I learned the mindset and also the business creation, and Jolie also has a lot of – she's done a lot of work in personal development, and she's she's been her coach for a while. And she also just – she brings that huge piece of just transforming people's mindsets and really helping them see the world of possibilities. So – I, I feel so just so blessed to be able to work with someone like her um, because we are both, um, you know, like we have different talents, but they are com- combined. They're just such a unique kind of product and gift. So it's really awesome to um, to just create something that we know that people need because all of the, the girls that have gone through our beta test for the course, they they just go like, wow, like that's exactly what I need. Um, so it was really exciting. Yeah, you had some really great feedback from that beta test. Oh yeah, <laughs> we sent you some videos, didn't we? Some of the testimonials. Yes, definitely. And if you want to, if you want to see more of those testimonials, um, you can go to minimumviablepodcast.com forward slash v two the number two c dash testimonials and you'll you'll hear people rave about Jolie and Juliana. <laughs> Yay. We can't wait. <laughs> yeah, well congratulations ladies. Um 
we're both of us really excited to see this launch and you know your passion and your you know contribution that you've made is just totally contagious so I'm really looking forward to um, you know hearing all of the stories that come out of the the ladies who take this course Mm, thank you for that. We're really so blessed to be partnered with you guys and feeling so excited to just jump in and start creating some businesses, start creating some ripple effects out into humanity. That's really why we're doing this. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about this course, but I'm super excited to see what comes out of it, like what kind of businesses people create. And that's that's one of my passions is just seeing people jump into the driver's seat of their life and really take control. And this is just exciting. <laughs> oh, my God, Phil. You just said that and we are just, like, high-fiving, like, <laughs> ten times in a row because we are just – we. that's exactly what we want to see. We want to see women just take ownership of, of their dreams and of what they really – what they want to create, and we want to give them the tools that they need just to show them a clear path of how we did it, how they can do it, um, so that there's just more businesses that, you know, that help the world. So, and, and, and I really just want to thank you because you are such an angel in our journey. You really help us just kind of run with this thing, and, and just your support has been so incredible that um, we're super grateful just to be part of Successful Start School. It's been a great opportunity. Thanks. I appreciate it. I still remember that conversation that was, I think it was just meant to be a quick, hey, and it just turned into... That's such a yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I called you to get some advice on a marketing proposal. And I think that I talked to Brian about this just the day before. And yep. and then, yeah, it's so funny. And then we ended up talking about a course for a successful start school. And then all of a sudden, three months later, I'm doing this full time. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, just to kind of wrap things up I, about that, uh, going back to that conversation, I remember we had that talk and you were uh, discussing, um, you know, doing the marketing consulting and all this stuff and you had so many questions and I'm sure that there are a lot of other people that have those questions that they're going through and that your course is going to answer a lot of those for them and the community that's built around is going to be awesome. So thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all those awesome stories. Both you ladies are awesome and, you know, looking forward to the great future uh, as you help people create their visions. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. All right, thanks for listening. Visit minimumviablepodcast.com for more great episodes. And if you want to start and grow your own business, you can join our training programs at successfulstartschool.com. 